Greetings, fellow space cadets. I'm Allison E., and this is Ethereal Odyssey. This podcast explores cross-cultural archetypes, self-development, and how the psychedelic experience has shaped our world. Because, let's face it, the majority of our psychedelic education probably came from vague descriptions in D.A.R.E. class, drug dealers, or paranoid media outlets. So it's time to change the narrative and give the power back to the people while we explore our own ethereal odyssey. Okay. News and announcements. What has been going on? Well, the last episode I came out with was back in, let's say, April. I was weeks away from moving to Denver, Colorado, exactly where I am right now. And I was feeling very nervous. I was feeling shell-shocked because I was... Still trying to figure out what my daily norm was within the pandemic life of getting laid off and just sort of this spiritual realignment. Um, I won't go into too much detail about the last episode, but if you're interested in any of that, go ahead and check it out. Um, But yeah, I tried really hard to come back to this podcast and pick it up where I left off, but no matter what changes I made or uh, when I recorded the subject, whatever, it just didn't feel right. And I feel as though I need to give the proper credit to this podcast that it just wanted to evolve just like I had been. And I just haven't given it the proper chance. So ever since I decided that I wanted to bring people on to do interviews, um, in this series, I'll just call them psychedelic interviews, I have had so many signs that I'm in the right path, I'm doing the right things. So here I am leaning into this intense passion of mine to interview people uh, in their psychedelic experiences, and I absolutely cannot wait for you to hear them. The first person I'd like to introduce you to in my Psychedelic Experiences series is my friend Kayla. She used to be one of my co-workers, but I absolutely adore her, love her, and yeah, I had such a great time interviewing her. Her vibrancy just really pulls through in this story, and she's such a beautiful little Scorpio. I... I really could not decide uh, what to cut or anything like that. So I just had to keep the whole interview unedited. We did get a little disrupted here and there, but uh, that's okay. I'm just going to leave it the way it is. So without further ado, my interview with Kayla Baker. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for inviting me. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I just wanted to quickly get started um, by just stating that you're Kayla, you go by she, her, and then, you know, I'm not even sure how old you are. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of like pieced out a little earlier um, in our relationship, so that's that's okay. Um, I'm 21, I'll be turning 22 in about two weeks, so that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. 
I'm not sure if you know what I do now, but now I'm just rolling. I'm uh, working as a pre-rolling tech now just for another big cannabis company out here. So awesome. I'm glad you're sticking with it. Always got to. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, I guess we will just start this interview with um, what did you know about psychedelics before you uh, started, I guess, experimenting with them what would you call that um I guess I guess like I call it the trial (laughs) okay yeah as you know um I never I as far as like drugs kind of went if it wasn't weed or alcohol my knowledge of like drugs really wasn't extensive like my parents really never went into depth they were just kind of like don't do it you know um Mm -hmm. And so what I kind of knew about it was that, like, I don't know, I kind of figured that it was supposed to, like, have this, like, mind-altering experience, you know, Um, you know, and so I guess it just really wasn't a lot, like, it was just kind of like the stereotypical things you would hear from your classmates, like, oh, you know, it's so cool, and, um, you know, so then I was just curious about it because then once I tried weed, I was like, well, now I got to try it all. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, um, here we are. And yeah, I think that um, it was definitely not what I expected, but it's still definitely pretty cool. Okay. And is there anything you wish you knew going in? Um, Gosh, I wish I knew um, just kind of, like, the proper dosages and, like, um, I guess now, like, different strains. I'm kind of learning a little bit more. Um, A couple of people at my work have a lot of connections and are also experimenting with growing. And so I'm kind of learning vicariously through what they're finding. And um, in a way, I wish I knew these things were kind of like marijuana and the fact that, like, a lot of them have, like, a lot of strains and a lot of variations, and there's, like, a lot of different genuses, geni. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is something I'm, like, quickly finding out, like, you know, of course, I would never think of certain strains, you know, like, or think to ask, you know what I mean? It was just, like, you get what you get, but I mean, thinking in a logical sense or like in an ecological sense, it 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 makes perfect sense that there would be more than one species, obviously. Right. I mean, and that, that's like it was super kind of funny that like I thought so one mindedly about it. And I guess in a way, like when I got older and I started kind of asking questions, I was talking to my dad about it because my dad kind of did a lot of drugs as a kid. And so now that I'm older, I can ask him questions and he'll like answer them more fluidly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of tells me, he's like, you know, out of everything, like I do prefer mushrooms because like with acid, it's like somebody's possible science experiment. Like you're taking a chance on someone's like thrown together chemicals, hoping that it's going to give you this like hallucinogenic experience um, as opposed to like mushrooms and you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I didn't even think like mushrooms, like in the grocery store, you have different types. I didn't think it's just one of those things. It's like that whole drug dealer effect where they're just like, (laughs) and you throw it at them. But yeah, I just, I prefer them. Honestly, I have never tried acid or LSD. That kind of freaks me out just because of my father. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that is so interesting. 
Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I really appreciate how long it is. Like I just, you know, I think, you know, self-awareness was something that definitely is needed when you're thinking of tripping. And I think that much mm-hmm. you're just a good beginner if you did ever want to try acid one day. Mm-hmm. Not that I have tried it. That's just <laughs> <prep>. <laughs> Yeah, because I know that they can affect you differently depending on who you are. Um, I, I guess just really quick from personal experience, I feel as though mushrooms definitely give you a much like bigger, more spiritual experience. It makes you feel more like it, part of the collective as of acid is just sort of this very individualized perspective uh, in like, you know, perceiving the cosmos in this more open way, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And it's super funny that you kind of brought that up because I kind of told you yesterday that like it was convenient that we were going to do this today because I was going to be tripping with one of my friends. And um, we ended up doing that yesterday. And so I have probably tripped on mushrooms some of like memorable times, like three. Um, Uh My first time was like the time that I actually hallucinated. Um, The second time I saw like light trails and um, like the wall was breathing. This time I almost like, oh my gosh, for an hour, girl, it was crazy. Like for an hour, girl over here was like sunk into the couch and I I, like, I couldn't even talk to my friend. Like I would look at her she was good and I was like okay now we need to focus on how we're gonna make it through the next 60 minutes um and it was like honestly she was kind of telling me because she's a little more well versed in like acid mushrooms MDMA a little bit stuff like that she likes stuff Uh um and so she was kind of telling me that like it kind of resembled acid in about like the first hour of our trip because Uh we we were, like, so out of our bodies that, like, we couldn't even formulate a thought to, like, think. At least, like, that's how I was. And we put on, like, a trippy show that's, like, really easy for you to, like, just get lost in the animations. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the Midnight Gospel. But I love the Midnight Gospel. <laughs> great fucking show to watch when you're tripping, honestly. Because it's one of those things that, like, even if you're not paying attention to the words, the, like, animations have their own story for you to kind of follow so that was like really cool um but like after that hour it was actually really freaking nice because then we uh kind of uh we moved to her kitchen and it felt like we were almost in like a fishbowl and we had just like wonderful deep conversations about like life and at one point I remember we started laughing because we were smoking a blunt and I was just like look at me man I am fucking solving world issues and (laughs) on acid I mean not on acid on mushrooms you know I was solving world issues figuring it out and we were just laughing about it but it just kind of feels like you have these such bold opinions with such little research but so much confidence (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I loved it though but I just it's one of those things where, like, the, the species really kind of impact it. And, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that yesterday. That was definitely a, one of the stronger ones I've ever had. 
I know that it's tough to gauge like doses with organic matter because sometimes it really varies. Um, could you like touch on like the what you think the dose would be? Um, so I'm honestly not very good at dosages. I mean, you know, I how I do it so. The first time I tripped, um, I believe, like, you know, it's just kind of like an estimate. Like, it must have been, like, about an eighth um, in, like, a melted chocolate bar. Best way to take them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was when I actually, like, had hallucinations. Um, and, like, I mean, I, I only saw, like, one thing, maybe two things. Because, like, my whole, like, horizon on the sky, like, went tilted and it was weird but um that was I mean like a potential eighth and you know it's just one of those ballparks and then I recently tried capsules which me and another friend had recently taken about like six seven capsules um and we I wouldn't say that like we tripped very hard. Um, I would say that that was probably like we split an eighth each. So split like 3.5 estimated grams. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say the best way to kind of like figure out your dosage would be like to measure, measure out each individual mushroom. Of course, if you know, like you're, it's easier when you're a bud tender and you know, um, (laughs) your weight's a little easier, but I mean, like other than that, you're kind of just putting it in the hands of like, the mushroom gods at that point because I think the looks are deceiving. I uh, recently bought an eighth for last night and the mushrooms were super small. We ate about six whole mushrooms like stock and cap mm-hmm. and it made us feel like we were on acid so my friend said. So, you know, we definitely like that was super strong. Um, so we probably ate about split an eighth and then downed it with like one more on top. But it just mm-hmm. kind of varies on the batch. It varies on how much you're taking. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, that's – you really don't know what you get with that organic matter. I mean, the same with acid. It's kind of just the same with any of them. I mean, mm-hmm. my whole – I would say, you know, you're going to be tripping for six to eight hours anyways. Eat half your eighth, 30 minutes. Don't feel any kind of tingles. Eat your other eighth and then have a great night (laughs) (laughs) that's funny because uh I do like something similar where um whenever I do imbibe I guess (laughs) is I'll do like two-thirds of the eighth or two-thirds of the eighth chocolate bar right and then trip hard and then as I feel like I'm coming down from the plateau I'll take the last third of it and it, it I feel like it kind of extends it a little bit longer Okay, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> okay, so we got to edit that entire little piece out. Anyways. <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. Wow, that was a little crazy. Oh, God. Okay, well, we're back. We're here. Hello. <laughs> we'll make it work. It's all good. You know, 
it's fine. Anyways, so we were talking about dosage. Um, do you want to just go into the story of your first time tripping? Yeah, we definitely can. Okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> so, oh gosh, I forgot how old I was, but I mean, my time, my whole perception of time is just like not even there anymore. Um, and I want to say I was probably like 17, 18. Um, and so I wanted to try it. So one of my friends had a friend who I became friends with. And we went downtown and we bought from his dealer in one of these sketchy ass parking lots with like one of my high school best friends and this guy. And so we, at the time I was working downtown, so we snuck back in the alley and we hulked down like these freaking eighths, all of us each. And then we decided, like I told him, I was like, I don't want to be around all these people. There's a lot of crackheads. I don't want to deal with this. So like, let's go somewhere a little bit chill. Um, and at the time, like, all of us were living with our parents. So, like, we were <laughs> kind of, like, running around the streets of downtown. So we jumped on the bus and we went to, like, my home area um, where I grew up, which was, like, first in Broadway. And then I was, like, guys, like, and then I started feeling it. Because, like, my whole gig is, is, like, when I f- get under the influence of things, I feel it in, like, my, my legs and my feet. Um, and so I started feeling like these tingles and I was like, guys, like, I think we need to go to like a park or something like way chill. So we took an fucking Uber. (laughs) Can I say fucking? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So we took a fucking Uber all the way up to Ruby Hill. And then I started tripping really bad in the Uber. So I was like talking to him and I was like, yeah, we're having a party. It's great. And he was like, oh, cool. So then I was like, all my friends got a little, got a little angry at that. And I was like, I don't understand why I was just being nice. Um, anyways, side note. So we made it to Ruby note, uh, Ruby Hill. And it was crazy. Cause then we just made our way up to this kind of little amphitheater and we sat on like a park bench and we just kind of like sat in silence and like, just took it all in and like I had been there a million times I mean but like it just seemed like so much more like prettier it just seemed like beautiful and um then I just I had to go to the bathroom and there just happened to be like an open public restroom there so I like peaced out and it was like right around the corner but it felt like it was like five miles away (laughs) so I went you know had a great time kind of lost myself in the mirror and freaked myself out a little bit and washed my hands and then I left and I'm chilling because I'm like trying to figure out which way I came from and um all of a sudden I see like this little mouse looking rat thing and I actually like I really enjoy rodents for some reason like and my high ass goes oh how cute so I'm like I literally start calling with this little rat thing like it's like a dog. And I'm, I'm like, now that I'm sober, I'm like, who the fuck does that? But, and I'm like, okay, so I'm calling to this rat. And all of a sudden, it starts like running right at me. And it's like one of those things where you think you want it. And then as soon as it happens, it freaks you out and you start running away. <laughs> so um it's running right at me and like i'm backed against the wall i don't know where to go like this mouse rat is running at me and all of a sudden it gets to my feet and it like disappears so i immediately knew i was hallucinating and i was like oh my god oh my god where's my friends oh my god <laughs> so i started stressing really hard and like 
I followed the wall and like right around the corner, I saw my two friends sitting on the bench just talking about life. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I went and I sat with them and I forgot like what, how long we really stayed there. But we probably started peaking at about like 10, 11, 30 at night. Um, so we're about like probably two hours in. Um, and then my best friend at the time, she mentions like, oh, by the way, I have to do a paper route at 2 a.m. So we had to figure out how to get the fuck home. And it was so fucking stressful because <laughs> really like Misty, how are you going to do a paper route? And we're literally tripping for like six to eight hours and we're only two hours in. We have four hours of some funky feelings going on, man. And she was like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. So we, I think we, I think we took another Uber to her grandpa's house because that's where she was staying at the time. And her grandpa, um, he liked to drink and drive, which I know is like super fucking illegal, but he did. Like he would get a little tipsy at the bar and somehow make it home without hurting anybody. I mean, apparently he's been doing this for longer than anybody's been alive, quote unquote. And, uh, he like didn't park it in her driveway and ended up parking it like around the block and we thought it was (laughs) stolen because she never locked her door because her grandpa left the keys in there so that she could go and just start it up and head out to go to her job because sometimes she would stay at my house sometimes she would stay at her boyfriend's house she was kind of like just couch hopping Mm -hmm. um and so we thought it was stolen she freaked out she busted into her grandpa's house was like what the fuck where's the car? I think it got stolen. And her grandpa was like, what? What do you mean? And she's like, it's not in the driveway. And he was like, what are you talking about? I parked it around the corner. And, me, and she's like yelling at him. Meanwhile, me and my friend were like chilling, laying in her grass, just looking at the sky. And I'm like, whoa, man, the sky is so pretty. Like, and it was really pretty. It looked like super purpley and super starry. And then we stood up and like normally your horizon goes straight on. Like when you look up, it looks like just like flat, goes straight on. My whole horizon went like tilted as if like the world went sideways, like some weird alien world stuff you see on the TV. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it was really, really crazy. And then I looked at my dude and I was like, dude, I am not okay right now. (laughs) And he just kind of cracked up. And then my friend somehow drove us home. And, like, I don't understand how we let her drive us home and how she completed her fucking paper route. But she did, dude. And we went and got breakfast. <laughs> shit was stressful. But, yeah, that was my that was my uh, delinquent days as a young teenager. So, yeah, that was my first trip ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not so, really. just kind of awful. Um, <laughs> how did you feel, like, the next day or like coming down um honestly every time I take mushrooms I take just the I like sleep fantastically you know I'm an insomniac so like a typical four hours of sleep is a good night's sleep if I get five or six dude we're doing great if we're getting eight or nine girl I'm depressed so it I like every time I take them I just I sleep really really good and I feel really really good um, I, uh, I don't really have like these giant spiritual awakenings. I just do like a lot of self-reflection 
And mm-hmm. I kind of, I think I kind of state my spiritual awakenings as facts because I think that's just one of my toxic personality traits. Um, toxic, I just, helpful. I state everything as fact. I'm like, and I'll tell you, I was like, I don't really know if this is true, but this is what I got. <laughs> I mean, then you could also argue like, what is fact? What is truth? Because Everything you're perceiving, of course, it's fact and truth. Exactly. Well, I believe that, like, you know, you're entitled to your own truth about situations and I'm entitled to my own truth. And it's one of those things Mm -hmm. where it's like, gosh, you know, um, if you say, like, you know, it's almost like text messages. Like, you could read it in one tone and, like, be like, yeah, I'll be there instead of, like, yeah, I'll be there. Like, it's one of those things and you can't deny it to either person that, like, felt either way, you know, and it's... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, It's just, yeah, that was my first trip. My second trip, Jesus, what did I do? (sighs) My my second hardcore trip was actually with my same friend I did it with yesterday. And we felt like the whole, like, world around her felt like it was kind of just moving and we were just having, like, super in-depth conversations and things like that. Um, I don't want to sound crazy or anything like that. But um, I do believe that, like, my mom and my dad have – and my grandmothers from both sides have, like, some different types of, like – I mean, I, I don't want to call it witchcraft, but I just – or magic, but just, like, specialness about them, like – Mm-hmm. My mom's, um, I guess, sister-in-law by marriage. She was my auntie. Um, and she had a couple kids, actually, with my uncle. She's um, like kind of like a kitchen witch. And my grandmother kind of has dreams about people who have passed. And she calls them the angels who have passed on, like, from her mom and my grandpa. So um, I just kind of believe, and um, last night when I was tripping, like, I kind of saw, like, what my friend would resemble as she was, like, getting older as, like, an old woman. And I told Whoa, I've seen that before, too, like, in one of my trips, like, seeing one of my friends, like, grow old as we sat there. It was kind of crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. On the couch, and... We were talking about, like, our future and, like, what we wanted to do with our lives and, like, what if this happened and, like, what if that happened? And um, she was sitting right next to her lamp. And as she, like, turned, I literally saw, like, because she has a lot of gray strands. Um, She's about 22, but she just has, like, random gray hairs, which I fucking love. I think it's beautiful. Um, and so, like, I saw, like, her hair looked, like, a lot more, like, of a silver gray, and she had, like, laughing lines on the edge of her eyes. Like, she looked, like, at least 50, maybe 55, but Mm. I even told her, I was like, dude, I'm looking at you, and I can see what you look like as you get older, and she was like, whoa, that's crazy. I was like, it is. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely super duper cool. Um, that's something that I kind of remembered, but... I definitely loved the fishbowl experience because it was like her and I sitting in her kitchen and everything like went like a fisheye almost like the camera mm-hmm. lens. And then everything yeah. sounded like super echoey. <laughs> it was really weird. But yeah, I love them. I think that, you know, the recovery is nice because it's not like MDMA that like deplet- like it depletes your serotonin levels and makes you feel a little depressed afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's not like acid where it's like, 
for 12 hours and it makes you feel super freaking tired, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I always feel great. I think it's, it's something everybody should do <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can mentally handle it, I would definitely recommend at least once. Right. I mean, and even if you can't just take one. Take a, mm-hmm. little, a little microdose. Make make colors look a little brighter in the sunset. Make it a little <laughs> bit more prettier. You know, it's. I think when you microdose, that's like the more the medicinal value of it. Like if you buy an eighth and eat a mushroom a day, because mm-hmm. I think the microdosing is when you know you incrementally kind of open up that. I guess, spiritual gateway to your own self, you know, when you're just kind of medically taking it as if it was like a pill. Because mm-hmm. I've taken like one mushroom and it does, it like makes, it makes everything just like so much prettier. Like I took a micro, I call it a micro trip because it wasn't strong enough to be a trip and it wasn't micro enough to be a microdose. Um, and at one point I was looking at my cat or one of my cats, I have three, um, I was looking at one of them and he was, I like just kept telling him, I was like, I know you don't understand me, but you are so beautiful. Like he, I was noticing like how he has like pretty rings around his eyes. Like it's one of those things that you just like notice really wonderful things about ordinary things in your life. And it makes you just kind of feel good with what you've got around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so microdosing, um, have you had like much experience with it or is that something that you're experimenting with recently? Um, that's just something that, um, I recently tried was that little kind of micro trip. Um, to my knowledge, I probably took about two mushrooms, um, in capsule form and it was really nice. Like I said, like it made me appreciate everything around me. It is something that like, once I get my hands on some more, I think I'm going to do um a little more frequently I just like how I love just going head in and getting full experience and just like having a really good time I think that if I ever wanted the purpose for my spirituality and like I needed to you know open up that gateway that would definitely be the way I would do it um and that's probably what I will be doing within the next few months once uh my my guy um, gets more of his stuff in. I think that it's it's going to be wonderful. So it's definitely something I'm interested in getting into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let me go back to something you had mentioned earlier about your family sort of having this specialness about them. And we can get as weird and witchy as you totally want to. Or if you don't feel comfortable, like, we can totally just, like, avoid this spot. Um, But have you ever felt, like, this attunement uh, towards the other side or different dimensions? And has tripping sort of, like, been able to open this up? Um, How do you feel about that? Um, so I definitely am a practicing witch. Um, I participate in just like very micro practices every single day. Um, I started in high school, freshman year. Um, but like I kind of said earlier, like my grandmother has dreams of my grandfather, who was my favorite person in the world. Um, and he had passed away from 
cancer and just kind of like a different bunch of types of organ failure um, when I was kind of going into freshman year. And it was a really hard time for me. And it was kind of like my first experience with like losing someone that could cause me very deep depression. Um, And I was already going through like a lot of my own just like emotional struggles from my own just like genetics. Um, So it was like a really stressful time. And I just kind of needed something to, I guess, do in a way like I just needed something to believe that like life was gonna be okay and maybe there was gonna be a chance for me Mm -hmm. um and I remember uh my my sister and I were we have a really kind of like off and on close bond like we're close but we're not and as a kid she told me like oh I had a weird dream about grandpa and during that time I was kind of just like dreams mean stuff you know um which they totally do but you know, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I actually had struggled with remembering my dreams, which I still do. Um, and I only actually remember like weird ones. So to me, it's like really important when I do remember dreams. And then my mom had a dream about him. Um, then my grandma had one about him. And then I was just like straight up pissed. Because <laughs> I was like, really, grandpa? Like, you're visiting all these people. And you ain't even, like, hit my lineup. What the fuck, Grandpa? Um, And so I remember I, like, had visibly got, like, thought that thought and was like, what the fuck, Grandpa? Like, what? And then, like, a couple months later, I did have, like, a dream about him. And it's one of the most, it was my first actual lucid dream because I had remembered that I was dreaming. And I knew I was dreaming. And it was kind of crazy to me that, like, my first lucid dream happened to be the one that my grandpa was in that I had asked him to be in. And so that's when I first kind of started noticing that I can like, I basically ask for things and I kind of like started tracing it back and I shit you not, man, this is going to sound crazy. And this is the truth. And I wish that my mom was here to back this shit up. But when I was younger, um, before my sister was born, I was about three years old. Um, My sister's about three or four years younger than me. And I remember I asked my mom, like, mom, I just want like a baby sister so bad, baby sister. And so then I got a baby sister. A couple years go by, um, about 10, I was like 10, 11, 12, maybe at the oldest. And I wanted a baby brother. And I do, I have one baby sister and one baby brother. So that's pretty freaking cool. Um, And so it's just one of those things where like, I always tell people, like, my family is kind of cool like that. Like, I just have a lot of women in my bloodline that have that kind of weird power. Um, And so I think by just kind of experimenting with it in high school kind of helped me just be more in tune with it. Um, Then I started going to therapy and, like, practicing meditation. And then I started reading runes. And I actually became really, really good at that. And then um, started kind of freaking my best friend out at the time. And she was. (laughs) Um, And so it's just. um, And then at one point it gets really dark because I was starting to struggle just like with being here and being in my place and like finding new reasons to be here. So it was a really, really hard time for me for like a lot of my uh, young teenagerism. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then. Um, we're going to get like real sad and it's like, I'm totally okay with saying it. It's just, you know, it, it's a uh, kind of a trigger warning for some people. Um, so if they, um, can't handle that, I'm sorry, y'all. 
But at some points, um, I would walk from my therapy, I would walk from my high school when I would get out of class, and then I would walk to therapy, which was, was like a couple blocks down. Um, and I would just be like, you know, it's one of those things where every suicidal thinking kid always kind of struggles with is the whole like, I wish like this accident would happen so that like, I wouldn't be here and then nobody would have to like, feel that whole blame of suicide, you know, like, I should have seen the signs, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um, and so my whole thing is, is that like, it was right on sixth and that's a very busy street. If you are familiar with just streets in Denver, like sixth and Broadway is busy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I would always like wish, like, oh, I wish I would get hit by a car, you know, oh, if I would just stand close enough, one could like maybe miss. And that was like horrible thinking like that, just like really bad. Then um, it's about to be three years this January, actually, but two years ago in on January 17th, about, um, I actually got hit by a car. Wow. Mm -hmm. I actually got hit by a car. I was crossing the street and um, it was right on 2nd and Broadway in between a key bank and the Wells Fargo. I got hit by a car. Um, and it was actually kind of like, crazy like you know what I mean it's one of those things that you don't even think about until like a couple weeks later when you were like wow like I would actively think about wanting this and here I am like it happened and I survived and mm -hmm. that was kind of my first confrontation with like possibly dying and it was funny because I was actually about like 18 maybe 17 18 and I was pretty much almost like digging my way out of my depression finding things that made me happy you know, um, things like that. So it was one of those things where like karma was like, okay, bitch, you want it, you got it. <laughs> and, uh, she definitely came back for me, but you know, I just believe in like manifestations and like everything you shout into the universe. Like she's li like, she's listening to you. And I say she, cause karma is totally a woman. <laughs> oh for sure i mean karma goddess like all of the things she is and yeah like you can't <laughs> like someone as petty as that uh -uh, she's a woman and it's like one of those things where yeah like i just think my family has have has like their own special charms about them which you know i just have the blessing to kind of notice and it's one of those things that i think like everybody has because you know we literally come from the stars, so it makes sense if we have, like, just a little magic in our veins. I just think it's up to you to kind of notice it and harness it and perfect it just like you would anything. Yeah, but I'm in 100% agreement with that. There's so many things that we don't understand about how, like, our material realm and, like every other like world is connected and every, I mean we literally know nothing about any other world no you know it feels as though and it's like different times I mean just like everybody has a truth everybody has a different perception of time and like what's going on at the same time mm -hmm. it's it's all just a big confusing world and we're all trying to figure out what's the best way to get through it but in the end we're all going to the same place so you know, I just think that mm -hmm. it's one of those things like we just have to approach kind of like being as close to beauty and just nice divinity and wonderfulness as we can, you know, like to love and to fall out of love. Like we're just here to experiment like with emotions. 
Mm. You know? Yeah, I like that. It's what, yeah, I think that, like, we're all just kind of trying to figure out, people are all praying to some sort of God, because eventually we're all, we're all going somewhere. Mm -hmm. I I can't tell you where, but we're going, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, You reminded me of a point that I was going to bring up, but I'm like, oh gosh, how do I even phrase it? It was like, um, so I don't know. So somebody came up with this idea that like taking mushrooms will not only like rewire your brain and like reprogram it into the brain that you were supposed to have and not the brain that society wants you to have. And, um, I mean, it, it sounds like you're having a similar experience, but I feel as though every time I take some sort of like hallucinogenic, whether it be LSD or mushrooms or like whatever, um, I always feel as though it, the scary thing is these undeniable truths about yourself come out of the shadows and you really can't hide from them. Uh, but at the same time, it really makes you uh, fucking step up to yourself and yeah, say, okay, it, it, I'm going to like really, <laughs> I'm really going to not be fucking up. I'm really not going to be like living this shitty life. Like I, like I deserve to live a good life. And I think that, like, in a way, for my own personal opinion on that, it kind of reminds me of, like, the mirrors of judgment where you're kind of forced to, like, look at it, see the parts of yourself that you don't really like, and just forgive and accept and move on, you know? I mean, in the mm-hmm. end, like, everybody has flaws, you know? Just like you would forgive your loved one for having their flaws, it's up to yourself to forgive yourself in the same way, which I think is something, including myself, everybody really fucking struggles with is like oh my god I'm such a terrible person and it's like no you're just a person are you murdering people are you like (laughs) taking old people's money and buying like a boat with it no no you're not terrible you're you're just a person you know oh you're a terrible person because you went a little negative on your bank account oh my god oh my god you know um and I think with mushrooms, like, the brain that society wants you to have is one that's, like, not appreciating everything you have because they just want to sell you more. Like, you're not thin enough. You're here by our diet. You're not cool enough by our clothes, by our phones. So in my own self, like, the more I take mushrooms, I appreciate things. Just, like, I appreciated how pretty my cat was. I was, like, literally holding him up. And I was just like, you're so pretty. Um, I appreciated how, cause it was like the snow day here in Denver and I was just like, wow, the snow is just so pretty. Like, you know, you just appreciate what's going on around you. It makes you forget what's bad. And I think that, you know, that's not society's gig right now. Mm-hmm. I, got some, I don't know if you can hear it, but I got some, some kids yelling. <laughs> it's all good. Um, one thing I do appreciate about Denver is that, I mean, I guess not just Denver or whatever, but, um, that like, uh, mushrooms are decriminalized and I just feel like even though it's not much, it's just one more step closer to 
being able to embrace this holistic modality of fun and experimentation towards real like mental health change for the better. And that's what I love the most is that it gives hope for other people kind of struggling with that. Like it's like, wow, people are starting to kind of study mental health and all of its complexity and the human brain and things that go wrong with it. Um, and I love that as well. Like, it's just, it's amazing. And I love that, honestly, I, I feel like with decriminalization comes more open research for the public. You know, mm-hmm. but like once, once it's decriminalized, you're able to just go online and look up a little bit more solid research about just what it is and what it does and what the possible effects are. Because a lot of the times it was just like those gaudy chat rooms, you know, like, that people would like post a question on and user 0785 would like respond with like a potential maybe fact that happened for him, you know? And so mm-hmm. it'll be nice to like see a more like researched paper, like five out of 10 people experienced this. And I, I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, or yeah. making it just so much more available. I believe like one of my friends was telling me that there was like dispensaries for it out there and I don't know how credible he is, but you know, if that's the case, that is freaking cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll be going. Peace out. Bye Denver. I'll meet me in work. <laughs> <laughs> Same dude. <laughs> yeah. I really feel as though, um, I think the hardest thing is going to be just, I don't want to say convincing because it's like there really is not much convincing once you've had one of these experiences, but sort of um, all the work that has been put into uh, sort of put cannabis and psychedelics into a bad light that it's for, you know, I don't know. It's for bad people. It's for, you know, yeah. And playing also this whole race card along with it. And I feel as though once we finally get that, like, you know, these are really good drugs. (laughs) They're good for you. They heal you. They are naturally occurring and sustainable. Well, I think that they know that. And I, uh, you know, and some Western medicines work for some people. Like, everybody's body is different. For me personally, True. you know, that those pills are just not my thing. It's not my vibe. I feel like Western medicine, like, you know, you take too much ibuprofen and it causes liver failure. Like, to me, I mean, repeatedly, every like, the big pharma and all of those big corporations and just anybody with enough money has proven that, like, we're obviously not deemed as people more than like cattle with wallets you know and to me I feel like when you take ibuprofen day in and day out to survive off of like mild pain that medical marijuana can help you with you know once you get liver liver failure then you got to take all of the medicine and all of the doctor's appointments and all of the x-rays and all of that you know and all of that costs money Mm -hmm. no and it's it's I just, I find it like kind of trapping. So it's one of those things where it's like, of course you wouldn't want to use the drug that your PTSD, anxiety, depression, insomnia, like it's an antidepressant. It's a pain reliever. It's a recreational fun thing for people to do. Um, You know, it's literally, I don't want to say cure all, but it's a cure all, you know, it's one of Mm -hmm. those things where it's like, of course somebody 
who makes a lot of money off of like future symptoms wouldn't want someone to have. Mm-hmm. It's anti-inflammatory. It's an aphrodisiac. It's everything. And, you know, and I mean, with mushrooms, it's like, you know, it's one of those same things. Like, it helps with PTSD. It helps with people that are, like, severely emotionally depressed. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that mushrooms are definitely more usable on, like, the uh, whole drug, like, mood-altering perspective, you know? Like, instead of taking a Zoloft, just take a mushroom, (laughs) Mm. you know? Yeah. Now, um, when it comes to like having these trips or experiences with other people, um, is it like helpful or like, do you trip by yourself? Like, how does that work for you? Um, for my micro trip, I was by myself, you know, I was chilling with my cats and everything was pretty cool. And I was watching a bunch of TV and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I like I prefer tripping with other people just because like I I'm a social person. I think it just depends on like where your comfort zone is, you know. Um all of the personality tests have told me I'm an omnivore. So I do kind of just do it all. I'm good being alone. I'm good being with people. I'm good. Um either way, I'm good. I'm one of the And so I just, I love tripping with people because I like asking questions. I like talking about life with people. I like picking brains. I like watching movies with people. I like smoking weed with people and like being trapped under the blankets. Like, you know, it's just, I like sharing experiences with people because, you know, what's the point of like sharing, of being alive if you're not here to share life with people, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, um, you shouldn't do it with anybody. You know, just because you don't really know how anybody's going to, like, react, you know, definitely just, like, be picky with who you choose it with because you're going to be under the influence and you don't know how that trip is going to affect you. So, you know, just be safe. Don't put yourself in a possible situation where you're uncomfortable and, and under the influence of this, you know. Yeah. Um, whenever you are in a hard spot in a trip, what is something that you do to uh bring yourself back you just gotta breathe and you just you gotta remind yourself like this isn't forever at worst it's gonna be like 30 minutes to an hour like just breathe if you gotta walk around walk around if you gotta go outside go outside like to me like my my best thing is like you know yourself the best you know what you need Take care of yourself. You know, if you need to drink some water because your heart's beating too fast, drink some water and breathe. It's good. Go outside. Get some fresh air. Like, it's one of those things, like, you just got to try to aid it as best as you can. Like, I was kind of in a hard spot yesterday where, like, I was kind of, like, almost disassociating. It was kind of weird. And I wasn't, like, in a comfortable space almost in my head. And I felt, like, super heavy. And I couldn't breathe under the blankets as if the blankets were too heavy. And so... I just kind of like zoned out at the wall and I was like, dude, you just got to breathe for 30 minutes. You got this. We're good. So it's just like that constant reminder that it is just a drug and it is going to pass. And once it does pass, you're going to have such a like m- better time, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely just keep yourself in your own mind. Like it's good. We're good. Everybody's good. It's not going to be forever. <laughs> Something I've been telling myself recently, and it honestly works for, like, 
like I got a tattoo recently and it's the idea that I'm like, okay, Allison, it's like you signed up for this experience, both like good and painful, like, and you're meant to feel this right now. Yeah. So we're just going to feel it and observe it and then let it go. I definitely agree. Like, it's just all like, you know, it's, it's just all up to your mindset and like you can change it. But on a movie that makes you feel good, watch some animals. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel good. Just, you know, yeah. It's just, you know, you 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 got to accept how it comes, either good or bad. But it's not permanent, luckily. Mm. Do you feel like there's any like reoccurring themes when it comes to uh, your trips? Like specifically... Um, I've noticed that, like, once I'm, like, feeling them and I'm starting to kind of, like, reach a point, like, the point of no return, if you will, <laughs> um, I actually get really cold and sweaty. So, um, like, I'm always dressed up in, like, sweatpants, leggings, socks, hoodie, under a blanket, good to go, locked in. So, <laughs> um, and then, like, once I kind of, like, start leveling out from, like, the initial intense peak of it all, like, I'll start kind of, like, getting used to my body temperature and everything. But yeah, like I get really cold. Um, but that's about it so far. It's just like I get cold and I, I get sweaty. <laughs> Any like, uh, like visuals or audio like senses? Um, it was my first experience mm. with the fishbowl yesterday. Um, but I do see like the movement of like the walls breathing and I see like light shadows a lot of the time. Um, and like, sometimes for the most part, like it's all out of like the corner of my eye too. Like my peripheral vision is all like crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much all I see though, as far as like hallucinations go apart from like the first one. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we are coming close towards like the end cap in time. Um, do you have any other like stories that are like standing out in your mind that you want to share honestly I think we kind of covered them all like that was that was all of everything that kind of went down you know like I think that like we said before like this is just something that I think everybody should try and like you shouldn't be afraid of because the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to learn a lot of things about yourself and forgive yourself about it it's all good it's only six hours probably only the first hour at worst is going to be the worst of the trip <laughs> conscious of your dosage and my best advice though is at least eat about two hours before you trip because you don't want your blood sugar to get low and you don't want your tummy to hurt that shit's upsetting mm -hmm. <laughs> um you know i always tell my friends like eat two hours before that way like your body has something and you're already digesting something you know you got a cushion that's not just straight because i had mushrooms for breakfast one time and i literally threw it up immediately so you know, they're not good going down. You don't want them uh, coming back out. Yeah, I feel like that's with anything, too. I'm not sure if you were working at the dispensary at the time when this happened, but I ended up, uh, you know, one of my days off, I'm like, oh, I love, like, you know, those little little caramel waffles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for the listeners who don't know, they're these amazing little like cookie waffle things and that have caramel like in with them, whatever. And you're supposed to put them on top of like a hot beverage, like tea, coffee, whatever, so that they're like 
crunchy and also soft. And, you know, all my coworkers slash you were telling me, oh, these are great. They're amazing. You know, and Michelle, she even like uses them as s'mores and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, they must be like really great. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> on my day off, I sat down with my tea and I was like, okay, I'm going to meditate today. I'm going to yoga today. And I'm going to eat one of these strip waffles. They're only 10 milligrams THC, right? Yeah. Uh, didn't even think about the fact that I hadn't eaten any- anything. And I was like uh, borderline like tripping from how heavy they hit me on an empty stomach and like just had to tuck myself back into bed and like <laughs> listen to music like <laughs> I've never heard 311 like play so slow on my Spotify nice that's awesome I love that and I think like you know everybody my everybody always kind of told me at the dispo um predominantly Gary um he was kind of telling me that like the more you eat like the better your trip is and I feel like it depends on what edibles you're taking like gummies definitely eat like a little snack and then take your gummies but like something that already has like fat and sugar in it like a waffle a literal like pastry waffle or like a brownie bite you know like you're getting a lot of fat and a lot of butter and those things just hit so much harder and I can't believe you did that (laughs) (laughs) I bet it was amazing and I bet you took the best nap uh I just I felt like uh I I don't know I mean it was good and bad it was just like it was exhausting I bet. Wow. And it, yeah. They're hardcore hybrids too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any last questions for me before we wrap up? Um, no, I feel like this was just more of like a really awesome conversation. It really was. I'm so glad we did this. Yes. We should do this more often. Yeah. I would love to have you come back on to the show. Um, like whenever I get through these interviews, whenever I know, man, it's a lot, a lot of editing, a lot of everything. But yeah, yeah, I know, like. Um, I'm always down. I love talking. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Oh yeah, and I I love listening. I mean, obviously, I like talking also, but um, I'm just like naturally, you know, a person to sit down with popcorn, and then what? <laughs> I know, I know. I think I'm such a true crime addict is because I'm just like, oh my God, and then, oh my God, and then, like, it just never ends. There's always just, like, constant suspense, and I think because it's true, it gives me the actual, like, oh my God, this is awful. Um, yeah, no, true crime addict over here. But, no, I love it, and I love just, like, listening to other people's life. I'm nosy. I was like, oh, wow, and then what happened? Oh my God, and then she said that? Oh my God. So, you know, I like, I love, like, I just love it. I love about people's lives especially like you're not a stranger but just lives like mm-hmm. in so I definitely like appreciate this so this was really really fun and I've never done anything like it oh well thank you so much yeah I can't wait to have you back oh, I can't wait to be back this is gonna be <laughs> every Tuesday Wednesday Thursday dude <laughs> oh my god I you would know love that. to you know this <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because uh, our hour is about hit. Uh, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest, and I will talk with you next time. Absolutely, dude. Thank you for having me, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye, dude. Bye. Thanks again for listening. If you want to follow Kayla on social media, you can find her on Instagram at K underscore whatever. If you're following me, it'll be under Ethereal Odyssey. And if you want to send me an email to be possibly considered as uh, an interview on this series, send me an email at theetherealodyssey at gmail.com. All one word, all lowercase. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. Um, If you feel so inclined to leave a review or any sort of rating, please do. I always appreciate those. And I will see you guys next time.